a certain way, you know, and if you're not, then you're for the streets, apparently. So, <laughs> oh my God, it's, uh, we, we, it's true. It's true. TikTok, TikTok has tainted me. Okay. I have received every comment you can imagine. And and welcome back to Herspective. Big weekend for our Canadian stars this weekend. Yes, Canadian, but more specifically, our well, the first one is our Scarborough boy. The weekend, performing at Super Bowl, first Canadian solo Super Bowl performance, which is pretty badass, and it was great. And I don't know why people are hating, I guess just because somebody, some people need to hate for no reason. Why? Who's hating? Just, it's just the typical crap online, like, oh, he was tone deaf, or he didn't sing live, or all the stupidness, and oh, it's just Christ. like, okay, well, <laughs> when, you, when you're the weekend, and you're performing at Super Bowl, come chat. Otherwise, yeah. sit the fuck down. When you're performing and spending money of your own to make your performance what you want it to be, then you can make it however you want it to be. <laughs> and then you can come chat to anybody and the internet. <laughs> yeah, come to Until us. Until then. <laughs> shut up your mouth of course there's always something to say yeah it's it's just i mean trolls are trolls right um but yeah also our our lover <laughs> Dan our <Levy>. shared gay lover <laughs> our shared gay lover slash shared best friend <laughs> yeah oh yeah i don't know if i so much as want to fuck him as i do like want to hug him and yeah i, I, I don't smooch him yeah i don't know i'd probably do stuff it's i don't know <laughs> what stuff <laughs> i don't know it would be a game time decision i'd probably do stuff i love that <laughs> like okay <laughs> but he hosted snl saturday night live which i have not watched yet and i feel shameful for but i'm going to try and find it and watch it i heard he was great and i love him of course he and was. i think those are two major things for especially for canadian celebs or canadian figures like those are those are the kind of like you made it yeah moments right oh there's certainly like i believe bucket list like you know tasks milestones in your career. yeah milestones that's yeah. exactly it i think so. for canadians to be asked to host the super bowl or host snl like dan levy is crazy sought after right now as we oh, know like he's just everywhere yeah. yeah and he i think it's great super bowl like, commercials yeah exactly for, with yeah. m&ms um, so yeah. yeah, shout out to The Weeknd and Dan Levy and all of our other Canadians just killing it. Like Canada, we are on the map right now and yeah. we couldn't be prouder. Shout out, you know, Perspective podcast up there. <laughs> on um, the map. <laughs> also Canadian, what up? <laughs> female Canadian podcast. Yeah. Um, thanks you for You guys listeners. are, yeah, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but it won't be the last. <laughs> Well, we have a great Canadian on our show, female Canadian, of course, on our show yeah. today. But first, thank you to our sponsor, Vitality MD, for supporting Herspective to get $100 off the Oshot or Vivive treatments. Use discount code Herspective100. And for more information on their products and services, go to VitalityMD.com. Yep. Go. <laughs> go there 
And as I was saying, we have a awesome female Canadian guest on today that we had such a great chat with and Mm -hmm. we know you guys are going to love it. We have the incredible Carolyn Bassier from the popular uh, Instagram account, carolyn.tv, joining us today. She is a mom of two with a passion for keeping it real in all things fitness, mental health, and relationship talk. She gets into all of that on her social feeds, and she's super real about it, and that's what we love about her, and very relatable, and uh, she, like us, she aims to break down stereotypes of what it means to be a mom, a wife, and a woman by sharing truths and misconceptions about health and fitness, and breaking down all the stigmas of living with mental illness. Um, she is a fitness professional. Uh, her and her husband have a brand and a business, and they're just so fantastic. They do the cutest dancing videos. So we are so thrilled to have her on the show today because she gives it to us pretty real and raw, right? That's how we like it. Raw. That's how we like it. <laughs> um, but no, we get into talking all about breaking up, making up, and waking up. And Carolyn walks us through um, her experiences and journey with all of that. And, and we know um, that you guys will definitely be able to relate. Um, it's just shit that every woman goes through and nobody really talks about. So we're finally talking about it yeah in a very real and like direct way and carolyn is all about it and we absolutely loved her so you guys are gonna love this show as always let us know what you think and enjoy welcome carolyn thanks so much for being here thank you so much for having me yeah, so exciting. We get to record with you. So thank you again. Uh, we have a, a really cool topic on the docket today. The docket? That's the word, right? There we go again. <laughs> That's the one we'll go with. Well, I mean, I discovered you on Instagram actually by accident um, and then kind of like creepily fell in love with you and your little family. Um, because your husband's name is Cam, right? Mm-hmm. And And... It came up in an Instagram, like, suggested for you section, you know, on that page. And it was you two doing your little kitchen dancing. And I love dancing. And I just... And I love kitchens. (laughs) And I, you know, kitchen dancing is a thing, though. Like, that's that's a thing. And... um, Oh, for sure. That's... I've spent all my time dancing in a, like... Growing up in the kitchen. Um, but yes. yeah, you guys were just busting your moves, which you're good dancers, though. It's not like you're just being silly and joking around. Like, I know you're being silly and having fun, but like you are definitely good dancers and have crazy rhythm. And so even your messing around puts the rest of us to shame. At our seriously. <laughs> your ability to like move your hips is like mind-blowing thank you so anyway so then I started like looking through some of the pics and your feed and watched some stories and realized like oh you both have an account because I think it was cams that came up I think so and then I found yours Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god I love all this like she's so real she's a mom and you talk a lot about just like real life Mm -hmm. like the things we all go through breakups challenges within the marriage um challenges with being a mom balancing life 
owning a business with your partner, mm-hmm. building that business separately. Well, I was I should say brand, building yeah. your brand, his brand, your uh, brand together. Yeah. So um, it just really resonated with me. And then I, you know, told Jess, like, I'd love to have Carolyn on the show. Obviously, you're a woman, so you fit that. Um, piece of criteria. <laughs> That's um, literally our only criteria. <laughs> and you fit it. <laughs> Sorry to Cam. Not the only, first of all. It's important that you have something to say. I'm so flattered say. right now. So flattered. <laughs> you were born with yeah. a vagina. We're good. <laughs> not true. I mean, you're true. You were born with a vagina, I assume. Not, um, sure. not true. That's not the only Definitely. piece of criteria. <laughs> But yeah, so you just had, um, it just really like resonated and we felt that like you really like are in line with kind of like what we try to do, Mm -hmm. right? We try to just bring like the day-to-day issues that we all kind of deal with but don't necessarily talk about Uh openly and certainly not publicly because obviously putting it on Instagram Mm -hmm. is public. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, you guys have like a pretty good following too. So that's a lot of people mm-hmm. to share your business with. And um, and yeah, so actually, because like it, what spawned the idea for this episode is you had talked about um, the breaking up uh, with your now husband, yes. like, you know, obviously in the past and Long then making time. up mm-hmm. and then kind of like the times that you and I quote, wake up, have woken up because you've you know again been public about like just some of the ruts that you've fallen into and struggle with some mental health Mm -hmm. issues and just all of that and I think people in that have a platform like yours and you speaking out about it and normalizing it is really helpful and important and it you know makes the rest of us moms and women just feel like yeah yes That's actually exactly why I did it. Because when I had my son in 2012, everybody was posting their perfect highlight reels. And I was going through severe postpartum depression, but nobody knew it, right? And then I would scroll social media and I would see all of these perfect homes with their perfectly white couches and their perfect children. And I'm like, wow, I am falling so short. And I felt even more like a failure. So um, after I got out of that depressive funk, I... I was like, you know what, I, th- I think I should use my experiences to um, shed light on some of the issues that moms go through because I can't possibly be the only one. And then when I started posting about it, all of the moms were like, oh my God, me too. So I'm like, why was nobody talking about this before? Instead of being fake and posting just the most perfect moments, um, that's why I decided to just be as authentic as possible. And whoever wanted to judge that negatively, well... Like, that's not really my problem. So that's why we have that. That was my whole motivator behind it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Well, obviously, anyone that listens to our pod knows that normalizing tough topics is something that we like to do. And Mm -hmm. I think postpartum, as prevalent as it is, even if it's not, you know, even if it's like days or just short periods of time, I think postpartum depression is something that people do not speak about. And I'm sure I'm not a mom, but I'm sure that there's a lot of shame associated with it, as per most topics that are taboo. Um, And I understand Mm -hmm. as it pertains Mm -hmm. to women, especially. Exactly. Which obviously postpartum, of course, would. Yeah. Yes. So I understand that. But I'm so glad when I see people speaking out about it because 
I can't even imagine the the everything you're under when you have a new baby and then add this in that you didn't even know was going to happen or had any idea about like that this must be very tough to deal with so that's amazing that you spoke up yeah. of course of course um I just felt it 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 was so isolating. Like moms have so much pressure to be perfect or women in general do. And then you become a mom and then you have everyone around you telling you how you should be doing things, you know? Um, and so it, I think postpartum is more common than we think, even if it's, as you said, for short periods, for me, it was like a year and a half. So, um, it, it is very isolating and it's very tough. So I definitely had to, I mean, it took me a long time to talk about it cause it was really rough, but yeah. I am finally in a place where I can speak about it openly. So yeah, like it is talked about, but I think a lot of women minimize it. And I think a lot of women mm-hmm. also don't necessarily know for sure if that's what they're experiencing. Because right. of course, after a yes. new child, like you are, your hormones are up and down. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you may feel a little like, uh blah, that day, but the next day you may feel better. So everybody's postpartum also, I'm sure, mm-hmm. looks different. I don't think yes. I really acknowledged that what mm-hmm. I was experiencing probably was postpartum. I think I thought it was just this is some of the stresses that come with being a new mom with my first son. Um, yes. And maybe it was. And to be honest, I have no idea because I wasn't diagnosed. I didn't seek treatment. I didn't. I just kind of dealt with it. And same. I'm sure there's a lot of women, yeah, like yourself, that kind of did the yeah. same. And then you hear about this postpartum and women talk about it openly and like the, you know, the spectrum that some women fall within, like very, very extreme and then, yeah, that kind of just having those mood swings. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there is so much shame that's tied with it that you're like, yeah, like, you know, sometimes I feel a little blue. But really inside, you're like, I hate everything about my life. I don't want this baby. I, like, very resentful. And I know that sounds terrible. And people are pro- listening would be like, what? No. no one would ever think that. Yes, you do. Like, there are times that moms are very, like... I wish I never had a baby. I don't want to be a mom. And mm-hmm. do I think the majority really believes that? No, certainly not. No. I didn't. But I no. will not lie and say that there wasn't nights that I was breastfeeding. And it was three o'clock I ha- in the morning. I hadn't slept for God knows how long going, what am I doing? I hate this. This is, yes. I didn't want this. I didn't sign up for this. Like, when no. is it going to get easier? Why is it so hard? Why won't he sleep? Yes. Why can't I sleep? Like, my body hurts, everything, and being like, I wish I could turn back time because I don't think I was ready. Mm -hmm. But it's all just part of, like, what we go through as women. And I'm not saying what I experience is the same as other people, and but I consider what I experience, like, normal. And I wish I did, like, have a better understanding of exactly what postpartum meant and looked like because I probably would have been able to – manage it better well at least weed through those thoughts like even if exactly. you could weed through those 3 a.m thoughts like if that's all that you could do and not come out of it with like okay i don't want this moment i don't want this like baby no, obviously you don't feel that way but you know what i mean you have those thoughts and then the shame that comes along with just even having that thought exactly so it's like a huge mm-hmm. snowball effect mm-hmm. so even if you just could have been a little bit prepared that those thoughts could potentially happen then when they do like you can handle them a little bit differently and yes it, it then exactly I think the the fact that it can just kind of snowball is what's scary because like I could see myself feeling that mean like oh fuck I'm a bad mom and then you know it's a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy right mm-hmm. so then you start yeah. doing other things like it could just get really bad right 
But then you have everybody else telling you to enjoy these moments yeah. too, you know? Yeah, and you're like, what? I know <laughs> I know they mean well, but when you're in the thick of it and you feel yeah. like you're failing in every way, shape and form, you can't possibly enjoy those moments. Now, in hindsight, I wish I had enjoyed those moments because I miss my children being that little. Yeah. But I couldn't possibly give more than I was giving at that time. Yeah, and I think that's another good, really good point because I think there is that expectation that you can always give more. There's always more you could be doing. You could change not just as a mom, but as a woman, as a woman, totally, totally. Because yes, you have to give to your newborn baby. You have to Mm -hmm. give to your partner. Because you can't just leave them alone. And there's this expectation that like. (laughs) A man just couldn't be left alone like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He still has needs. How dare you? Meanwhile, your body is like. Don't touch me. Yes. A, don't touch me. And it's also just like a jiggly mess. Um, And and that's normal. I'm not putting any stigma behind that. That is what your body is supposed to look like after you have a baby. And feel like. And you're leaking from every orifice, it feels like. And you're just like so over being touched, like having another body on your body if if you're someone who breastfeeds. And maybe even if you don't. But I definitely, that was like the biggest thing for me was that and I, I think there's actually a name for it, and I can't remember what it's called, but there's like... Touched out. Yes, exactly. Like, what is it? Touched out. You yeah. really... Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I and this is something that should be talked about more because I don't think a lot of in heterosexual relationships, or I guess in any um, kind of relationship, that the other person, the partner, who may not be the mother, understands that. Because they're like, oh, but no. like you know, I would just want to cuddle you. I just want to give you a kiss. I, you know, I'll rub your back. It's like, I don't even want any of that. Like I I am touched out. I am touched out. I want to be alone in a room with no touching, no touching at all. And no one else. (laughs) And no talking. Don't even breathe. Don't even breathe in my area. Exactly. And that's something that's, (laughs) I personally actually haven't ever really seen talked about on any social platforms. Only among my friends or like, yeah, family and friends. Well, because yes. then how much of a bad mother would you be to not even want to be touched by your baby? Even, you know, even if you just want your space, that's even a worse thing that you think in your head or people could judge you for. And that's all that it is that like nowadays there is so much judgment online, whatever. Like, and it's crazy, like about the yeah. mom judgment, because moms judge moms, non moms judge moms. And like, you know, everyone judges everyone. That's the truth. And when you're in the thick of it, like you said, Laura, with your hormones and stuff, that's when like the last that's the last time you need any judgment or shit. And you're probably dealing with opinions. Yes. And even well, everybody knows you. how to raise a baby, even those that have never raised a baby. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Everybody yeah. Oh, yeah. has their well, my mom did this or my granny yeah. did this and my um, aunt did this and my friend did like everybody has opinions everybody has the Absolutely. answer and yes there needs to be just more like I hear you I get you yes. what could I do to possibly help you and we've talked about yeah. this on other episodes too in like for new moms like situations that, mm-hmm. with the pelvic floor specialist um, mm-hmm. she said like screw the baby shower like get a mom an appointment with a pelvic floor specialist yeah instead of buying like a bunch of onesies or whatever the hell and it's all like that all these different things that are not brought up 
in like uh-huh. in the places where you get all your information, social media. So like talking more about like what are some alternatives to helping new moms and um, what are things about postpartum that we aren't really talking about like uh-huh. touched out. Um, so just like those things that we really want to put out there and normalize because it's kind of seems like it's always the same stuff, right? Like it's uh-huh. great that it's being talked about, but it kind of seems like it's the same stuff. Yes. Everybody talks about the magic of um, having a baby, but nobody really asks the mom how they're doing Yeah, or nobody offers that sort of support for the mom anyway. So um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think we need to bring a little bit more awareness on all of the difficulties after having the baby because it's so magical finding out the gender, um, whatever else, right? And then the baby comes and you're all alone. Yeah. It's magical when it's on the inside. For sure. And I mean, it yeah. is it is amazing. It is it lovely is. when yeah. you have the baby, um, but it just comes with this whole other set of challenges that mm-hmm. you really can't prepare for because you how, what would you do to ever prepare for giving birth to a human and then having to be responsible for it for the rest of for your life? Human. Right? And it's not just a, any human, yeah. it's a helpless, like, crying human that's really fucking loud. <laughs> Actually, so one of my best yeah. friends just had her baby today, right, like, a couple hours ago. Oh, and congrats. Yeah, thanks. Well, she'll she'll hear this, so congrats, babe, again. <laughs> but today, I was talking to her, she had a C-section, and today I was talking to her before, she's like, oh my god, this whole time I've been counting down to being done with pregnancy. And then she's like, but then I forgot that like, oh no, I'm just getting fucking started. And that's kind of a funny, I was like, yeah, I guess so. Like, it's like, oh, only one more month to go, only two more months to go, whatever. And then it's like, oh no, like here's the real job. The rest of your life. Yeah. There's no going back. Pregnancy was like the least of your issues, girl. (laughs) You have a baby. And Um, I I do want to caveat, like we're not none of us are knocking motherhood or parenthood and and the joys of having a baby but again it is just about like talking about the other side of it and you know how to properly yes and how to Mm -hmm. properly like deal with that and cope and like you know just to feel not alone is a huge help and the thing when you are a new mom is no matter how much people tell you and this was my personal experience you do feel like you're the only one going through it Exactly. Well, because yeah. you're alone at three in the morning dealing with this yeah. shit. Like you're, nobody, all yeah. the other people that knew what was right for you was are not there exactly. at that time. Or when, exactly. you know, something goes wrong or when something is scary or when you're fucking tired. Like, okay, you know so well. Here, you take the baby then. I'm going for a nap. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, for sharing all that. And, and another uh, aspect of life that you are very open in um, and sharing – you know, the ins and outs of something that's not always so ideal is your relationship with your husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So with your postpartum struggles, did that lead to like breakups between you and Cam or was that prior? No, that was prior. So this happened quite a long time ago when we were still dating before we got married. Um, But it was like we had broken up a few times. Like there was always a lot of drama. We were both young, right? Like there's always drama in relationships. Yes. But um, he was in the process of opening up a gym. And then so we are not like the picture perfect couple. Like, you know how everybody like dates, gets engaged, gets married, moves in, whatever. We dated, got pregnant, got married. 
opened a business um, while the baby was like very, very tiny. Um, so it was a lot of stresses on us at, at all at the same time. But even before that, we broke up because we had so many issues. Like we're both hot headed people or we were. Um, and the breakup, the last breakup, we split up for a month because of me, because I decided that I was done being put second. And, um, you know, I, I don't mean to sound selfish when I say that, but because that is the kind of like the comments I receive when we share that story. Um, but when we finally broke up and I realized my own worth and what I was willing to put up with after that, everything's been okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I love that you said, okay, because instead of being like, oh, now we're perfect. Cause that's not realistic no, either. Absolutely not. No, no, not on a regular basis. But I also just wanted to say standing up for yourself and demanding your own, the treatment that you'd like does not mean you're selfish. Like that was the silliest thing I've ever heard. Oh, I know. But you know, the internet is full of um, people who like, who's that like stupid idiot us? that would say that like, a woman that's standing up for herself in a relationship. Oh my God, you're pretty selfish. Like I want to know who it was. A man, probably was it a man? Of course, it's, it always is. It always is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any men listening to this, but yeah, pretty sure there's um, maybe one that listens to this. Our listener base is primarily female. Yeah, yeah. But ladies, tell your men. Like, and you're right. It absolutely you should stand up for what you want otherwise you will just be unhappy anyway and that is a hard lesson for anybody but especially women to learn because we are definitely conditioned to put ourselves second we see ourselves being put second and so why would you think like no I don't actually like this but no I won't say anything because that's not what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to just kind of like be second you're supposed to you're supposed to be a martyr pretty much For what? For nobody to see? Like, only your own personal pain? Nobody else is in that relationship with you except for the man who you're being a martyr to. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That just but there's sucks. there's just so many expectations, right? Like, you're supposed yeah. to be yeah. uh, a woman who is a certain way, you know? And if you're not, then you're for the streets, apparently. So... <laughs> oh, my God. It's... Uh, we, we, it's true. It's true. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok has tainted me, okay? I have received every comment you can imagine and really over it. <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of crazy that you would be a target of such criticism considering we are in a society that is so hyper-focused on beauty and physiques and like having that perfect body because, I mean – in my opinion, you do. You have that very desirable body. You have abs you. on you like no well, you're other. you're fit as fuck and there's just no denying that. <laughs> <laughs> but we know you've oh, worked you. so hard for that. So, I mean, you guys actually going back a bit because we didn't really discuss like what your background is. So you and Cam are both in fitness. Yes. Well, he was a trainer for, well, he still kind of trains aside of like outside of quarantine, right? Like we're not doing anything now, but, um, he has been a trainer for over 15 years. And then we owned a gym, um, in Ajax actually for eight years. Um, so we've just always been into fitness together. Um, and that's kind of, that's, we met at another gym in Toronto, like 
it's always been gym, gym, gym. So we're pretty much consumed of it. Our whole basement turned into a gym as well. Yes, of course. And those yeah. pictures are awesome. It looks like kind of a dance club <laughs> slash gym. Like it's it's yeah. unique compared to other we, home we gyms that you cool, see. Okay, yeah. it definitely <laughs> yeah. is like a blue light. It's kind of dark. Like I feel like you could just oh, it like... could be any light you want it to be. Oh, <laughs> I'm in the mood for yeah. like a red one today. <laughs> <laughs> That's like grunge. That's like if you're gonna lift heavy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah that's hilarious so i mean that's your common thread though like the fitness lifestyle brought you guys together and in part has also kept you together right yeah for sure we definitely have the same goals but um when he owned the gym that was a very rocky period in our marriage um because as I said, the baby was just born and he was working like 14 hour days and he had a business partner, which hopefully she doesn't hear this, but he had a business partner who, um, after like three days of being on her own because he wanted to stay home to help out with the baby, um, she majorly guilt tripped him and he felt awful and ended up going back to work before the week was even over. And so that caused a lot of stress and tension in our marriage. Like I didn't say anything at the time because my only focus was the needs of my child. I knew my son was always a little bit different and we found out that he has sensory processing disorder. So he used to like, he had to sleep on me at all times and all night long, he would wake up to nurse. He was that type of baby, very fussy. Um, so I was super depressed and he left and then he would be working like 13 to 14 hours a day. So, um, that lasted for quite a long time, but then, you know, like after the child is like three, things get easier. And then what do you do? You add a second child into the mix. Um, so we added our second and we had our second and then she, she up and left the business. So it was just him managing the gym on his own. Um, so it was more long hours, right? And she was colicky. So anyway, that caused so much tension, but we kind of like buried it, which I highly don't recommend. Um, so we buried it. And then after he closed the gym, we're like, Oh great. There's no more stress. So we can focus on our marriage now. But then when we closed the gym, we had this really tough conversation. Like, are we going to stay together or what's, what's happening here? Cause all of the things that you had buried suddenly come to the surface when that stress is gone. Like kind of when it had time to come up. Exactly. And then we actually even had this conversation. I remember staying up at night being like, are we going to stay together or are we going to break up? You know, because so many of the things that we had buried were very toxic, but just because we were in survival mode, we just, we didn't think about it. And it's not like things were rocky for us during that period. We were cool. We were good. But when we started to talk about it, things really hit the fan. Yeah, and I mean, A, the fact that his business partner was female probably didn't help because you got this other woman kind of calling your husband to a duty, right? Which you're like, no, well, no, no. Well, like one baby is your baby. One baby is the gym. And she's like calling him to this baby when you, sh- mm-hmm. you should be like calling him to your, his baby, you know, the other baby. Right. 
I want to say though she was like 50 something so okay. I was not at all threatened no in that scenario but <laughs> no she should have been mature and old enough to understand then but <laughs> no no she didn't have children herself so like but I still didn't common expect sense. her yeah three yeah, days exactly <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah your it was tough your situation is probably not that uncommon um I mean for me I think my husband took about a week off and went back to work there was it because he had to like he had to pay the bills so that's a whole other layer and that does really start to like weigh on a relationship and I I do know like people often end up breaking up um because Mm -hmm. you just didn't know how to handle that like nobody knows like what that kind of stress is going to be like or what a new baby can put on like what kind of stress yeah. it can put on a relationship in especially when yeah. work plays a factor and other responsibilities um so yeah like going back to work and again there comes the resentment thing because it's like well I'm mm-hmm. yes I'm not working but I'm 24/7 on the clock with a new baby yes. and then yeah. you come home and of course they a good husband anyway or a good partner um helps out mine did but it was still kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you're not getting up at two, three, four, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, because you have yeah. to go to work. And then it's like, and that's what you hear a lot is, well, they have to go to work. And it's like, yes. yeah, but I work all day. And this whole sleep yeah. on the baby seven. sleep thing, like that's, that didn't work for me. No. Um, no. And so it's, a, that, that communication is so important because if you just kind of like bury that those feelings and that resentment then one day it's gonna come out like explode out of you and your Mm -hmm. partner may be like I'm sorry what where's this coming from why haven't you said anything about this I thought we were cool yeah and you do kind of just exactly get on to get along for sure because you are in survival mode and that's like such Mm -hmm. a great way to put it because you are in this like like Mm -hmm. we have to just get through the day like what are we gonna do not I mean we have to make a living we have to take care of our new child we have to take care of our household so you do find ways to kind of just keep going but really Mm -hmm. that those inner thoughts and those inner feelings start to eat away at you for sure you're yeah you're okay but you're not optimal like you're not at your happiest best selves you're just kind of coasting right yes exactly that is not gonna be conducive to having like a happy future like like you said Laura that Long will term. come out and the longer these exactly. things go on people adjust their behavior to it so you know if some if they're behaving in a certain way and they haven't gotten yelled at it about they haven't gotten yelled at about it they're probably going to keep doing it which would keep it going you know what I mean like things just keep the boundaries yeah and it and it doesn't get better if only if anything it would just get worse so that's a, a yeah. problem too so how did exactly. you guys like get past that because you say you have those conversations at night which is so funny because I think that is like when it happens it's isn't it weird though like you're in bed it's 11 o'clock you're so exhausted and that's when everybody decides they need to talk (laughs) and I think maybe because it's when like you finally have each other's full attention but that was a big issue for me too because like that's when I'd have him and the baby would be asleep hopefully or not even that's still like a thing now with my children older. Yes. It's like, okay, so now we're going to talk about this. And he's yeah. like half asleep. And then that makes me more mad. 
So, yes. But I mean, we've learned and we've overcome that. and We've learned how to like actually communicate much more properly. But like, what did you yes, guys do? Same. Because that is really hard. Like you bury it and then you hope for the best, but that never happens. Well, for me, I am a very non-confrontational person. I do not like confrontation, drama, arguments of any sort. So um, for for me, I kind of buried it all in and just let it burden myself so that I wouldn't cause that sort of drama. Right. But that was like a very immature way to handle things. Because if you want a long lasting relationship or marriage, you have to communicate. Like we all know that in theory, right. But I guess because of, because of upbringing or whatever you might've seen in your own home, you're trying to not duplicate what you saw or experienced for your children. Right. So for me, um, He's always been very, very open though. Like he, he always wants to make me happy, make the family happy, but I just never gave him the opportunity to hear my critiques and feedback. Um, so the first thing I did was I started to communicate more and I'm still kind of working on that one because it is very difficult for me, but, um, um, I just started to speak my mind a little bit more. I started to say, what I was feeling, when I was feeling it, what he may have done to upset me. Um, or just like, I, I need more help. I need this from you. I need more. Um, so I just started to do that a little more and he was very open to it as he's always been. Um, and you know, eventually that led him to kind of start talking about what he felt unhappy with. Um, and you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, Were so you shocked I, by what I'm very he said? open to feedback? No. <laughs> no, I'm pretty like if if there's one thing I have going for me, it's that I'm right. very self aware. Right. So I know that I can be defensive. Let's say, like if you bring something up to me, I can be a little bit defensive. I'm not violent <laughs> or angry about it, but I'm still that's like, good. You know, like <laughs> super defensive. Not sure you'd um, still be married if you were, but <laughs> I'm not confrontational, but I will beat I've the fuck out of you if you say something wrong. Just say. <laughs> you you put a hand on me, then you're gonna see yeah. a different side of yeah. me. That's a whole other conversation. But yes, you know how yeah. I can tell you were self aware because you said that you're not confrontational, yet that's a very immature way to deal with life because you have to yeah. communicate. And that's something that I I hope people take away from this episode. Just because you're speaking your mind, you're communicating, you know, it doesn't mean that you're confrontational, but it does. It is very important. You have to do that in order to have a healthy relationship yes. and a healthy like frame of mind. Exactly. But I think it's also important to um, like do a lot of self-reflection, like personal self-reflection yeah. instead of always putting it on your partner to kind of heal things or fix things or to make you happy, you have to do a healthy amount of self-reflection yourself. So we started to read up on like the different love languages in a relationship, right? And, um, let's say like his is more physical touch. I'm, uh, words of affirmation, right? So I feel like that is typically for men. You'd be surprised. I did it with my boyfriend and we had the exact same percentages of each language. We were like, uh, that's weird. Yep. Really? Wow. I think that's rare. I just had a little bit that's higher one awesome. of gifts. <laughs> he doesn't value gifts the same way. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh. I, do too. I love, I love of course, to be pampered, but it was, so. uh, we were same. like, that is so weird because we're such different people. Opposites. Yeah. 
So when I saw that, I'm like, that is so weird. But but she received love in yeah. the same ways, right? So that's that's yeah. awesome. But I think it's important to actually figure out how your partner received yeah. love. It's just like in the same way you would for your children, right? Right. Um, and I think that made a huge difference for us because then I know that if I want him to be happy, then I have to love him in the way that he wants and vice versa. Yeah, that is something that you learn a lot later in mm-hmm. life unfortunately i mean you have yeah. everyone has to go through their crazy wild tumultuous relationships to yes. kind of mm-hmm. learn about yourself but the whole that whole projection factor of like i'm unhappy because you did this and you're doing that and you're saying this and that's when you do need to stop and this is I wish I heard these kinds of things um, much earlier yeah. on. Would I have listened? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you might on. have gotten there faster, like to the point where you start doing these yes. things. And or exactly. it would kind of maybe come up in the back of your yeah. mind being like, yeah, but you know, what are you doing that maybe is not helping these situations? And, I, and I'm not yeah. saying like women should just once again take all the blame. It's like, it's all me. No, no. But it's more no. and because everybody needs to do that self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And you can only know if there if those things are happening, if you are communicating yeah. with your partner, but then also communicating with yourself. Yeah. Like, OK, yeah, I acted like a total B in that moment yes and for yeah. me it's very very hard for me to apologize me too and it's take ownership so for my behavior I, I didn't even realize <laughs> until I started dating a man that is very mature and apologizes all the time and then it becomes so apparent you yes. know when you're a set it got to the point where I'm like almost starting fucking t- temper tantrums and he's like what's going on here I'm like no and then it's like okay you have to apologize it's gone way too far and it's embarrassing but I'm having a hard time apologizing and I feel like with my girlfriends I'd be like babe I'm so sorry like I didn't want to hurt you or like but with him I'm like yes. no I can't. <laughs> I can't say it I can't, I can't. squeak the words out <laughs> But he is so, and he's too accommodating to, to you, me. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. And like, I know who's the alpha here. I don't know why I have to keep proving it to like myself even because he's like, okay, go on with yourself. Like, <laughs> and even times when I'll say things like we'll be in a fight, I'll be crazy. And I'll be like, are you hungry? He's like, I know you're trying to say sorry. And I'm like, thank you for letting me do that. Like, Thanks it's for- probably not good for you to do this for yourself, but Thank you for not making me fucking say it. <laughs> Thank you for taking my apology in a roundabout yes. way. And but yes. that is also yes. really great quality to have in a relationship that you guys have determined that too, right? Like you he yes. picks up on your read between the lines messages. I know, but like, it's not fair. It's not fair. I understand and that. I, it probably saying, won't like, it'll it get is old. So hard. And my, to the point my husband has now been like, Lauren you know, you can just say sorry sometimes. He says it all the time. And I'm like, I do. Like, I know I can. But but it is really challenging. And I am, that's something, a big thing that I'm working on that sometimes I know I'm being a jerk and I start the fights. And like, it almost like, ugh, like chokes me to like utter the words, I'm sorry. But I know. I and do I'll sit there and I'll be like, after. I know I'm wrong. I know now is the time. Just say it. Just say it. And I'm literally yes. saying this in my head. Just say it. Just say it. And I can't. Oh my god, I've so done that. I'll How fucked is you. that? I'll text it before I have to. Oh say my it. god, that is so true. Yes, yeah. I can say anything over text. I'm much more agreeable yeah. that way. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do next time. I think he'd appreciate it. Sit beside him on that the couch. More than and I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, no, like we're in the middle of a fight and I get up and leave to get my phone. <laughs> he would fucking drop dead. He'd be like, oh, God, she's sick. What's you happening? Apologize. But that would be <laughs> no, a she's done something way worse. step in the right direction. <laughs> but I mean, but again, it is it is something that is hard to learn um, mm-hmm. and accept about yourself and even think about doing that like intro like inspection and then understanding like how you're what you're projecting onto your partner and how you're kind of taking that and making it their problem when it's really your problem probably a very preventable problem yeah well for me um my husband put uh, put that boundary down because when we were dating and like just when I was younger in general I would get a little bit irrational and I had my own traumas from childhood and from my own upbringing and that didn't help me in relationships because my model for relationships was not as healthy as it should have been. So I started to behave kind of in similar ways. And eventually he had to tell me like, listen, I cannot stay up with you until 3am. I have to go to work tomorrow. I cannot stay up with you until 3am arguing. So you have to figure out like, what you can sort out on your own. And then when you need my help, come to me and I will gladly help. But he had to set that boundary. Like I know, I think I've made a video about this. I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I, our girlfriends tend to tell us like he's, he's an asshole if he sets that sort of boundary. And it's not true. It's, it it doesn't mean that he's not a kind man. It means that he's a man who is mature, who knows what his worth is as well. And I think that's important to talk about. Like, I know this is um, a podcast about empowering other women, but I think we we don't hate on men to do that. Good. And I think we also need to, um, (laughs) that's yeah, that's okay. We need to place uh, value on men's emotions and their self-worth and their boundaries too. Um, because I know I've had girlfriends who are like, just drop him. And I'm like, that's not a solution. Yeah, well, we, we do have to consider men. That. We do because we do love our girlfriends. And, and I do. I will say a lot of the time, if I'm fighting with a boyfriend and I talk to my friends, they always see my point very clearly. Whereas somehow the man is like baffled by what I'm saying. But anyways, of course, um, <laughs> I think that we have to consider men are the in a heterosexual relationship, of course, but men are the other half of this relationship. So if we do not value men or men's opinions, you know, you're just not valuing your partner and then that's abusive. You know, that's that's yes. not OK. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And your relationship. You're right. Saying that, um, you know, we are quick to kind of come down on the man and blame them and like find ways that things are their fault. But, and you're right, Jess, like it, we do have to, it is a partnership, which means it's equal. It's not supposed to be one-sided. And when you want to hear what you want to hear, you go to your girlfriends. And as I've gotten older, I have become a little bit more objective, um, even when my friends come to yeah. me, where I'm like, you know, actually, yes, you are being a little bit cray. Like, yes. Me too. I think good friends will tell yeah, you, like, you're fucking good. crazy. Yes. I think it takes exactly. time. Again, <laughs> you need to mature a little to understand that like yeah you're you're not gonna always be right like that's just not a thing like a hundred percent of being right all the time like exactly and so you need those true friends tell that to yourself though yeah exactly (laughs) you need those true friends and those uh, to say like yeah laura just 
no, like that. I, I can see why he's mad or I can see why he, he's frustrated or. But the problem is a lot of the time I do yes. agree with my friends. I'm like, oh, what were they thinking? So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, again, it's it's a hard thing to come to terms with, but I have learned to be a way more objective Um with my own relationship and with other people's yeah. relationships mm-hmm. because I've certainly caused yes. issues in my own. It couldn't possibly have been only <laughs> my <laughs> husband. Um, <laughs> He's always making trouble. <laughs> like, I don't even really I know why we're married. Is, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly what happens. When you're younger, you're like, fuck it, dime a dozen, move on, next, next, next. But then now you've invested with somebody – it's unfair to what you've invested. It's obviously unfair to them. It's unfair to yourself. It's unfair to both of you. To you don't just cut it now. Like when when times get rough, when when things go wrong, because they will go wrong. Times will get rough, and so yes. unless you want to view people as disposable, you do have to kind of put some time in uh, fixing issues. And even though it's hard, and, yeah. And compromising. That's a huge one I I learned when I got married. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's a tough one because you're used to just taking care of yourself. And now you're throwing in a husband or a boyfriend, whomever into the mix. And now you have to think about their needs. And how to yeah. work together if once children are rolled into the mix too, because you may have a whole oh, idea man. of how you would do things. And they're like, yeah, but I wouldn't do it like that. And you're like, oh. Oh, yes, there is you to factor in. I forgot about that. Okay, fine. What would you do? And yeah, like you do have to work together because, again, it's a partnership. But that is very hard. And it's their kid, too. Yeah. I know it's hard to imagine that as well. (laughs) Yes, they did help in that creation. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those are all like really key points. And it is great that you did mention that you have to consider the other person and the other person in your situation is your husband and he has an opinion he has say he has rights and uh, his own personality (laughs) well he does though you have rights within a relationship and and i love that he already had established like boundaries with you like he knew that Carolyn, I can't stay up all night because then I can't function properly the next day. And if we can't figure out how to handle this in a reasonable, uh, like, time in the evening. (laughs) Unreasonable hours. (laughs) Not at the crack of dawn. Then that's a whole. put a pin in it. Yeah, and that's a whole other issue. Save it for tomorrow. But you know what he did there? It's not like he was, like, dismissive of you. He's also just like, okay, I hear you. I will talk to you. But, yeah, I'm just sensibly going to do it because I have to work. We'll talk in a normal time. And I think that was, you know, probably him setting these bad. I'm not going to put the success of your relationship all on him because, yes, I still am a feminist and I know men. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I think that him doing things like that may have set a good precedence for future compromises or future interactions or anything like that. Right. For sure. Yeah. But I think, Lauren, you said something really important and you said working together. And um, that's something that was totally lacking in our in our marriage for a very long time until the dust settled. And we're like, okay, this is only going to work if we find a way to work as a team, because I noticed that a lot of relationships, it's always me versus you. It's always like I have to prove I'm right. And he's trying to prove he's right. And 
that's not going to work out. You have to figure out, okay, like you might have this opinion and he might have that opinion, but how are you going to meet in the middle and be a cohesive unit? Yeah, you have to respect each other's opinions. Yeah. So respect is like such a huge yeah. one. And I think people always think they have respect for their partner. But when you break it down, sometimes you're like, I really didn't respect your beliefs and your thoughts and your opinions in that Yes. Well, moment. there's a difference between having it and or showing it. Are you showing that respect? Yeah, for sure. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. working together, like you have to be on a united front, especially again when there's children involved um, because that's oh, yeah. very confusing if, for the child if you're yes. not. So it's like relationships are work and you hear like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if you really love someone or if you're meant to be like, it's supposed to be easy. Like, no, it isn't. You have two people, two like individual brains different people yeah yeah yes. coming together to try and cohabitate make yeah like the make, whole life and yeah. and that in itself needs to be respected and considered yeah. so it's how do you find that balance and how do you like still maintain who you are and your beliefs and I'm sure he, from what it seems like and what you've said, like he obviously is someone who is empowering to you as his wife, as a woman, as a mother. Um, But then giving that back, right? And that's super challenging sometimes too. He's actually the reason I even went on social media because he filled me up with so much encouragement and empowerment. And he would always be like, you've got to put yourself out there. Like I know other moms would resonate with you. Just do it. And he's actually the only reason I even went with it. Well, he was right because I, like I said, I started following you and I would even show my husband, like, look how cute they are. Cause him and my, my, me and my husband also like (laughs) dancing and just being silly and having fun. I'm like, Oh, we should do these little videos, but we're not quite as, good or talented or coordinated you should, you should. yes you yeah, should yeah but like i mean no <laughs> just myself i would yeah. love that well video. anybody create a create a tiktok account and do it like there's so many couples there who do it you wouldn't even feel ashamed or anything yeah, I feel like for us, it's very, it's more about like the spontaneity of it. Like we're funny and those are like moments for us because once you start to like kind of script it or like plan it, <laughs> it loses that. That's not the right yeah. line. That's we, not the right We just move. don't have that kind of, like our chemistry yeah. is very much like behind closed doors kind of chemistry like and and maybe we will one day but in the meantime like I will very much enjoy watching you and Cam do your thing um but I mean so when you say that he kind of gave you that like encouragement that strength you say like that just tying into the episode like is that kind of like when you woke up like you kind of went through your stuff with him and like found yourself in a lot of ways. You guys learned how to work together and become united and build and continue to build like this great life. And then that doesn't erase like personal issues and struggles though necessarily, right? So then now it's working more on the self. Yeah. Well, I've always had extremely low self-esteem. Like I've always thought that everyone else was better than me. Um, And... When I met him, he saw a lot in me that I just didn't believe about myself. So I would definitely say that he 
did help me become the person that I am today because he just filled me up with so much love and encouragement as opposed to just what I was used to in the past, which was always like negativity. Um, so definitely he was the reason that I became a strong, confident woman or like he, you know, when you speak enough love into someone that they start to believe it about themselves. So that's, that's essentially what it was because trust me, like I, I didn't think anything of myself that was positive. Which is ever. really interesting. That's very because sad. It is sad, and there's so, 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 so many yeah. women out there. That I wish the same. no. I wish that on no women, no children. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you went but through that. It's interesting Thank because you. what you see on social media is so. You're not fake, and I know lots of people aren't fake, but there is that sort of screen that people are behind, literally and figuratively. Um, but you appear very, very confident. And if it wasn't for your posts where you talk about your struggles and your mental health and just yeah. days of being like, I could barely get out of bed today, um, falling off your yeah. fitness routine, which if for those that follow you know that that's like your life um you know yes. then you that's how we like I knew that it isn't always what it appears like you are not smoke and mirrors you are truly authentic and again that's what was so like mm-hmm. drawing to your page and kind of going along and be like oh yeah I, I get that too and just days with like things that you commented or posted about and I I think I actually left comments being like yeah I put makeup on today because I just needed to and you had said makeup yes. is non-negotiable for me it's it is it's a non-negotiable because I know that when I'm super depressed, I don't want to take care of myself so that when I'm not depressed, um, or even, well now, like even when I am depressed, I will still do it just because I know it's like an instant pick me up. And I know that part of self care is. is not letting yourself fall off just because you're not feeling it that day. Yeah. And, and I've said this like several times just today, <laughs> it becomes a snowball effect where, and I know yeah. like even small things like, moisturizing your body I know I'm not doing well mentally when I'm not doing even just that basic thing and and it's just a thing I know yes. about myself if I'm not even doing that little bit of self-care I know that I'm like fuck it like <laughs> yeah. oh, it's not good and, but that's what I started 100%. to notice that's like a small thing so even having makeup nails painted like when my yes. nails it seems like such a feat to get something like that done but when it is done I feel elated every time I look down. I'm like, oh, you're like that much more put together of a woman. Like you're doing that much better. And I know it's nothing. Like who gives a shit? But it is in your head. Yeah, it it is a pick me up. That that's the. I was. It is a pick me up, and it's almost like the fake it till you make it. And I'm sure that might get you through sometimes, or maybe even at the beginning, like you know, maybe I'm not feeling the greatest right now, but I'm gonna fucking look like I am, and then it kind of like propels you to be a little bit better that day even right yeah it brings up your mood so I mean like now you're out there and your social media is awesome and I've like saved a lot of your um clips just in terms of like workouts and um like your meal planning and smoothie recipes so you found this like new confidence and you're kind of branding yourself because of it, which is awesome. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think it also has to do with just 
growing up a little bit too, you know, like I've always been the type of person that's obsessed with how I'm being perceived and that guided a lot of my actions. So it would stop me from being authentic. Like I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. I don't want to step on any toes or hurt feelings, you know? Um, and that always got in the way of me compromising who I am. So I swear it's like three weeks before I turned 30 because I am I just turned 30, like in September, um, three weeks before I started to go through all of these changes and I had all of these epiphanies as cliche as that sounds. So, um, I started to tell myself, like, you need to live a little bit more authentic. Like, like, even though I was sharing my struggles, I wasn't being my most authentic self. Um, and that was kind of starting to weigh me down and become an issue. And that's why I stopped posting on social media consistently. And that's why I think my messaging has not been the same since because I, I just want to put out content that is more in line with who I am truly instead of like the person that I think other people are going to resonate with or like or approve of. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell and that does definitely help when you're somebody who is looking for, you know, commonality, you're looking for somebody who else, or who, someone who is also going through the things that you're going through, but also seeing them kind of overcome some of those challenges. So like, you've spoken about your struggles, like we've talked about. But then you also have talked about how you've overcome them. So it kind of gives hope because you're a real person, like you're accessible um, mm-hmm. in the sense that you're not, you know, living in a Beverly Hills mansion, toting like fit tummy tea and stuff like that As because you're also a fitness professional. And I mean, you definitely have like the kind of body that many, many women would definitely aspire to have or just wish they had. Or um, also feel that it's unattainable. You know, exactly. because they have kids, because they have whatever. Yeah, and and yeah. you can see that you're also physically not artificial. Like, you're authentic there, too. Like, you worked really hard, yes. and you achieved the body that you have through true health and fitness. And, like, yes. I need and to like, know how, the fuck how did you, you got it? your abs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, your so, abs are insane, and... Yeah. Side note. <laughs> so to to be honest, like you're making me blush right now, but I have definitely fallen off of my game. Like in December, I don't think I worked out once. I ate whatever the hell I Do wanted. Do you still have your abs? Um, no. Well, I mean, you know what? So, okay, just a background. I have always <laughs> um, wanted abs. Like I remember being that teenager who bought a yoga book with whatever money I had saved. And I was like practicing yoga and then doing a bunch of ab exercises. So um, I think my abs are always there, but I've definitely, definitely, no, like, and I don't mean this in a like, oh, boo-hoo. I have definitely gained weight and I actually am starting my own like kind of transformation just for myself and I'm approaching it a little bit more mindfully, a little bit in, in a more mature way. Um, when I was actually going to a physical gym, like not my basement gym, my whole philosophy was like, just lift really, really heavy. Like I had a lot of pride in the amount of weight that I can lift. And that's what got me to be as fit as I appear to be now. But my body started to break down a lot. So I have like six different foot problems. 
um, which has definitely kind of... Yeah, and you've spoken about yeah, that Yeah, so it's definitely... Um, like a lot of days, especially recently, like it weighs down on me. So I've totally had to change the way I approach my health and fitness. But in general, like I do not believe in restricting myself um, because I don't think like I tell everyone like your my children are not animals. I'm not going to reward them with treats and I don't want to reward myself with treats either. I feel like if I have a craving for a burger, I should have the burger I shouldn't punish myself or act like I'm doing something so horrible, you know, so. But because that's a fine line to walk when you start rewarding yourself, then you can start justifying things. So it's like, okay, I've been really good today. And then it's next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, I didn't need a burger yesterday. So I'm having one today. Like next thing you know, like. Yes. That is a whole balance in itself. And that is like the biggest struggle for many people is their relationship with food and exercise yes um and I I still struggle with it and but again watching and and following certain um health professionals and fitness professionals and people that actually know what they're talking about and we've had we had a fantastic um uh, trainer on Carla Gillis before and um she broke down some misconceptions about you know what is out there um, in terms of like what fitness pros, some fitness pros want people to believe. Um, But yeah, like the the restrictive diet, it is a really, really fine balance because I do that to myself where I'm like, okay, well, I didn't eat this. So I can eat, yeah. you know, a, a cupcake today. And and it's and then I say to myself, like, it doesn't matter. That's not going to all of a sudden make me gain like 100 no. pounds. So there's this constant internal dialogue that I have with myself. And I've never considered myself like unhealthy or and I'm certainly not like overweight or anything. But there is this image that I do aspire to. And that is something that I work on kind yes. of daily because I enjoy being fit. I enjoy yes. working out for my yes. mental health. The benefits of like what it does to my body is just like yeah. an added well, bonus. To, to be very honest, I developed an eating disorder from that whole fitness culture. I have a very big issue with the fitness culture because firstly, I think it is um, just like sex sells these days. And you actually don't know that a lot of these fitness models on social media are on some sort of supplement that the regular person is not on. So a lot of them could be on steroids, but like not to the extent where they look massive, but to the extent where like their skin is always tight and dry and like they always look super hard. Right. But, um, I think by trying to achieve that aesthetic, I in turn developed an eating disorder at quite a young age. So for me, I would try to restrict my calories down to like 1200 and carbs were the enemy and fat was the enemy. And you know, like it's, it's no way to live. Like you should be able to enjoy your food and enjoy your life and my philosophy right now is create the foods that you enjoy, but just make them very healthy. So I personally will not eat dairy unless it's like once on the weekend or something. I will not eat gluten just because of my body and just because of the way that I can't break it down or like I will start to get acne everywhere or 
bloat like crazy, you know? So, um, for me, I just try to listen to my body. And if my body is saying, Hey, don't eat those foods. I don't eat it, but I eat like over 2000 calories a day. It's not like I'm over here on a fitness tracker being like 1200. That's it. I can't eat anymore. You know? Yeah. And, and that's a really good point because everybody's body is different. And so you may be somebody who's like, Oh, I'm cutting out carbs entirely. But your body needs those carbs. Your body carbs. needs carbs, like, 100%. And, and, you, and for me, I don't break down carbs super well. I do get stomach aches. I get very like fatigued. But I recognize that that's just also part of a balanced diet. So I have to be selective in like the kind of carbs yeah. I eat. Um, and, and notice like what's giving me energy, but that actually is something that we really haven't heard someone say yeah. is just about how food reacts with mm-hmm. your body. So you cannot model your diet after some fitness person online, mm-hmm. just because they're laying out their meal plan that may not work for you. You may not get any results. And then, uh, then starts the cycle of frustration and yeah. self shame and hate and all yeah. that, because you're like, I'm doing exactly what this crazy fitness pro is doing and I'm getting zero results. And it's like, yeah, because your diet probably isn't working for you. And also, like you said, who knows what they're doing behind closed doors in terms of steroids or whatever. The I fuck. didn't ever really know that or think about that. Yeah. I just assumed they that's what they did for a living. No. So they had that time well, to dedicate to know, turn their like, bodies. Everyone like that. is. Well, not everyone, but there are so many fake people online, especially those people that are pushing tea. Like what fucking tea oh, is that? Oh, God, don't get me but started. But if somebody wanted to, right? So say somebody wanted to like, okay, for example, I probably I know I do not eat very well. I do have a horrible relationship with food. Um, And there are a lot of times when I'm like exhausted and I don't know why. And I guarantee you there are or like, you know, maybe TMI, but I I can never get regular. Like I have a problem with this and I don't know what it is like all I've heard is like do the elimination diet I don't fucking have time or like the wherewithal to do that like what does somebody like me do when I just don't know what to do um so okay okay <laughs> so this is not sexy at all like everybody wants me to give them like this quick solution but like you need to keep a food journal yeah you need a food journal you I need know, to know. write down every <laughs> single thing you're eating for seven days so I, like you can send it to me I'll look at it I have no problems um look at it for you and telling okay. you Just exactly. seven days is manageable. Yeah, so do it for seven days, right? I thought and you were going to say like 30. No, no. Like even my husband, the advice he gives every single client we have is start to make small changes. Do not go in and be like, I was eating 3,000 calories and now I'm going to eat 1,200. Like you will fail. Um, so I would say right. first step to anyone I speak to is keep your food journal. And then I will look at your food journal and I will tell you, this is what you're doing that might not be agreeing with you. I was just like you. I was not regular either, even like after, especially after babies. But, um, and you need to start assessing like what is not agreeing with your body. And it's more about intuitively. Because we should be regular, right? Is that a huge indicator that there's a problem? For sure. For sure. And I actually have friends who are holistic nutritionists who say the same thing. So, um, you need to start pinpointing and like, you need to eat intuitively, not like somebody prescribed this exact thing for you. And this is what I'm going to follow. Like those, uh, like going back to what we were saying about the fit chicks we see who like, we look at them and we're like, Oh, I want to look like that. Those women or whomever you're following, they, um, firstly, 
they don't even do the workouts that they're showing you. Like somebody who looks like that does not work out using resistance bands. It's not happening. Um, Oh my god, another no, misconception, no. another breakdown. I, get I cannot. So, triggered. so that part I did believe. Yeah, I did believe did. that they do those workouts, but they know how to do them perfectly. So it's they're targeting no. all the right muscles. I mean, no, I never bought into the tummy no. teas or any of those quick fixes, but I'm still kind of like blown away by the fact that these I, I don't know why, but the fact that these women in particular might be on some level of steroid like that actually is quite shocking to me maybe people are like oh yeah. you're an idiot no. you should know but i really i didn't think that that was an extent that they go to i did believe that they can do these workouts but they've trained and trained and trained and trained yes their diet is it's probably perfect, crazy restricted but sure. i i didn't think about the other there, factors there, that might well, be and like how you said about the skin being tight like I didn't know there was yeah, something for that. that like I didn't even know what that My was but it that. makes yeah. sense I didn't know either he told me that um, but also like you can't imagine how many products there out there out there are out there sorry yeah. that like you could take an injection or a cream everything. and put it like on your deltoid and you can change your, like it's crazy like those those women that we are aspiring to look like they weight train like crazy in the morning and then they go back to the gym in the evening and they do their cardio and they weigh their food and uh, so I'm not saying like everybody you see yeah. is on some sort of supplementation but there's just so much we can do to manipulate our bodies so much behind that the you don't scene. actually and know we have to just remember photoshop editing things those still are a thing and that's probably still happening uh, as well 100 percent. yeah and i get that but like again it's it is kind of it's so deceptive because i in a lot of ways i am convinced by a lot of accounts of that to me for the most part seem pretty authentic and i'm like oh they just work out like really well they eat completely clean but i wouldn't think that they do crazy um, routine in the morning and then another crazy routine in the evening and potentially take or yeah injections or supplements to all of the above it could there. be yeah and, but the thing is like the problem is they are showing you you know that 15 second clip of like oh do this um set three times and blah 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 this weight you of do course. believe That's that if i copy that workout a bunch of them i will achieve that or, body or I or close to it I'm not that unrealistic yeah. like my body is my body no, it's not gonna look no. like someone else's body but I do feel like oh I will burn through the fat and I will drop like the weight and I will tone up yes, to that yes well I don't want to say that like every social media person you see has is doing some no, sort of devious I know thing that. behind closed doors like no right. a lot of them work very 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 hard you know like to levels that the average person would not be willing to work so that is but that's the other thing again, too that's their job yeah that's right? their like, job that's their exactly job. and you have to be realistic to yourself like as much as I want to you know, lose my COVID weight or whatever, like, you know, unfortunately being like super fit was never something that I wanted to do. I don't want to do that. I am okay. okay with like, <laughs> I, I You're just, just okay don't, with being I don't. A healthy person and that's okay. <laughs> yes. But that's the problem. I know that I have, I know that I'm not being healthy or I know that I'm not healthy, especially when things like I'm not being regular happen. So and then also like yeah, since COVID happened, my jeans don't fit. Now we have a Not problem. Do mine. Like, I don't care. Yeah, and but I I'm I don't like it. <laughs> like I I know, <laughs> and this is the other thing. So I try to do my. Oh my god, I don't know what the hell to do with myself. Um, 
and then I reward myself with food after being bad all day too. So like I know I have a lot of bad habits. I mean, it's even just in the language though that we use towards ourselves. Like Jess, you said, like I've been bad and I'm rewarding myself with food and like you're not bad. You're just living your life. Well, Um, that's the problem because it's a mental struggle. I have fought with myself all fucking day, but then I still eat chips and then I um, am burping up the chips so it's not even agreeing with me. And then I feel guilty. And then in the morning I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out. But then it's like, okay, now I've worked out this morning so I'm going to have the fucking chips again. And now my pants don't fit. It's a cycle. It is a cycle. It's mental. It's it's exhausting. You know what you need to do? You need to stop buying chips because chips are well, my that would be the easy weakness thing. too. And I just don't they allow are to, them into too. my home. I can't do it. And I so that's where we get. But then here's the other side of the struggle. My boyfriend loves chips. He's having. I'm having a strong day. I'm not buying chips. He comes home with chips. Mm. Or if I'm having a weak moment, I'm like just go get the chips. I would never go to the store and get chips. So will mine. So here we are. So will mine. Trust me. He'll actually leave the house at like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, I would never. You can even pay me to do that. Same. But if you will, then I want hundred percent. Yeah. More for sure. And you're, I'm willing to eat them if you're willing to go get them. Oh yeah. And 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 the worst part is he's he is just as like obsessed too. So I only have to be like, babe, do you want to go get chips? Like I don't even have to fight him on it or even ask him twice. (laughs) So and then he's like, well. I have a problem. Like he's like, I'm addicted to them too. What do you expect? Of course, I'm gonna go. I want them too. But when so, yeah. when being supportive goes wrong, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it can go both ways for sure. It can you can have a partner that feeds into your not yes. so good habit. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I this part actually was a little bit unexpected because I know we were we really wanted to chat about like the the kind of like timeline of life you know going getting into a relationship going through the ups and downs the breakups and then the makeups in your situation which is fantastic and I'm thankful that you did because I very much appreciate (laughs) what you guys do now and then waking up from all of the things that you've learned throughout that time and bringing it to a platform that other people can take what they can take from it you know, obviously everything isn't going to be relatable to everybody or resonate, but yeah. having more people out there like yourself, and quite frankly, you should do a post about that side of the industry because that truly, I'm sure it's out there, but that's something I have never seen. Like the little extra yes. details that go into um, these fitness profiles yeah. that a lot of us very much just strive to be. And we're not knocking them, no. and I know you're not either, but you're a fitness professional you're and you're aware. in the industry. It's just it's just important that everybody gets a fair chance and gets yeah. the information. Like that's yeah, my that's position what it is. on a fair, it. A fair chance at the information. And you know, like look at I know we always compare it to the Kardashians, but they were just posting um well whatever, Courtney I just was looking at her body and I was really looking at it. I'm like, there is not a shred of evidence that you had three children. Like there is no evidence on this body and that is not realistic. It's not. Women I, I know. They talk about it like, you know, my body because I've had three children. But it's like, yeah, but then you did everything in your everything. power to hide it. She, and, and those are the things that they did things that we don't even know about. Like you just said about the steroids. We don't even know about the tummy tucks and the thousands of dollars yeah. on this and that and the spray tans. And, yes. you know, I'm sorry when they talk about their little stripes, their cute little <laughs> tiny stretch marks on their hips. What did you get so rid of on your... That wasn't even from childbirth. That was yes. just from growing. That's just from being alive. Like, yeah, having skin. You changed from a child and to a woman. what did you do to your stomach? 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but that but that's what I'm talking about. Like obviously we again there's the spectrum, right? And we know that they're on the yeah. very because extreme they're side rich. of the spectrum. That's unattainable for the ma- yeah, masses. 100%. That is unattainable in my opinion. I don't even really consider. I look at it I'm like, "Ugh." Uh, it doesn't but, appeal to me because we couldn't but, even can we couldn't even fathom. I mean, you saying what you said today is kind of it has helped me even just a little bit in my own like journey with fitness and kind of the waking up of being like, okay, so even the ones that come across very authentic potentially could have all these little tricks. Or even and behind just one little trick. I'm not, you know. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that they are not authentic because no, how do I know? No I'll interest, never really no. know. But keeping that in the back of my yeah. mind and, and hopefully for our listeners, keep that in the back yes. of your mind. It might be something that you would never know about and – um you know, just find what works for you. And it might take a bit of pressure. Find a trainer that's yes. real and someone who really knows the industry and like uh, different body types. Yeah. I think that's a whole thing too, right? Like, I th- but I mean, that's yeah. for another episode. I think so. like, I hope it doesn't come across like we are bashing other women. It's more so I, no, have, an in- no. I have an intolerance to lying to people. Like I could yeah. never do it from a moral standpoint. So I, like I've seen women who clearly have had fat transfers on the glutes and then they're selling their booty programs and their booty bands and I just find it so wrong you know and or, or especially when you oh, work so hard for yours <laughs> your real glutes right and I've seen yeah. I've also seen the other side where people like fitness professionals will try to get clickbait and get people to click on their videos so they can gain popularity by saying um, these are the exercises exercises you should do to get a flat belly and and so many people buy into it, but that's unfortunately not how it works. Um, and I feel bad that people are being lied to. Well, it's such we're such a desperate society, right? Exactly. Like we just so badly want to fit the mold that we think we're supposed to fit in. And, and quickly. I mean, I've bought into stuff yeah. for sure, too. And I consider myself a pretty, like, intelligent, rational, and realistic person. But it is very hard when that's, like, in your mm-hmm. face all the time. And no, I'm not – we are not bashing other women. Mm-hmm. Um, all we, we really are empowering. Even those mm-hmm. that may be somewhat deceitful, at the end of the day – get it girl because like that's your business and you're supporting yourself and you're making money do I necessarily agree with how you're doing it if you are lying or being deceitful no I don't but at the end of the day like you figured out a formula to support yourself so we're not bashing but and that's up to everybody who they want to follow and believe and support right and just so long as everyone's aware of what is going on like you said Laura yeah at least just get the information and you know what if that is something that if if you if you fib up about something because that's how people will notice you people will like that's how you'll really get their attention and but you are ultimately you know spouting good or true shit Mm -hmm. okay whatever like everyone has a bit of everyone has a bit of a facade but yes, we just want to make sure everyone is aware and in the know of, of what is potentially skewing our opinions yeah. or, you know, educating Exactly. Us. So, Carolyn, this has been amazing. Um, you've taught us a lot. A lot. And, Thank you. and you've inspired me. I'm going to do the journal. I am going to do you this journal. You have to send it to me. Just message me on Instagram I will. Thank or something. You. Yes, I will. Definitely. And- Good. And we are really appreciative that you were willing to share your life with us and open up that side of it. Um, Because I think that you've probably just, you know, 
set some light bulbs off for other people that are maybe in similar situations in terms of their relationship. Um, Going into business with a partner, that's always challenging (laughs) in itself. Um, So again, like we just thank you so much for coming on and being super authentic and candid. And this is why we love doing what we do. So now plug where everyone can follow you because I feel like you're probably going to get a few more followers oh, thank you, thank after you. this um, episode. I'm pretty much everywhere at this point. I'm on except Twitter. I've never gotten into Twitter. Okay, so <laughs> we tried. We I tried know. And failed miserably. It's hard. It is. So I'm. I don't have that much no, to say. I, I'm not talking about political things to be honest. So I'm not into it. But you have to have like super witty like. It's a lot. Eh, Pictures are easier. I'd rather just post a picture. Here I look cute. Here you go. Um, (laughs) So you can follow me pretty much everywhere at Carolyn TV. So I I recently got onto Pinterest. If anyone likes like recipes or like my workout breakdowns, they'll be there too. Um, Instagram is Carolyn TV. um, And TikTok, I just switched to Carolyn TV. So, oh, and YouTube is the same thing. So... (laughs) <laughs> and just for just for fun, plug plug Cam's. Uh, oh, I, th- I think his is different on everyone. Oh my goodness! So he's Cam. Just share Insta then. Okay, so Cam dot So it's K A M dot B A S S I E R. If you click on my profile, you will find him very easily, though. <laughs> and honestly, guys, everyone needs to watch their videos because they are the cutest and. It kind of like makes me want to learn how to dance better. Um, but as always, follow us at Herspective underscore podcast on Instagram. One day we will be on all the other platforms too. <laughs> yeah, one day you yes. can follow us elsewhere. But for one now, day. it's on Insta. Yeah, for now. Instagram is good. So make sure you rate and subscribe and like and follow and all the things. Yes. All the things. Yes. Thank you, babe. Well, thank you so much well, for you having so much. me. This was actually a lot of fun. Like the other ones I did, they were very structured and structured. No, we're girl talk. <laughs> this was definitely yeah. This was awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm.